Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Break Bottles, Not Hearts. This is a really cool little sneak peek episode with your boozy bestie here, Desiree. But I have the pleasure of being on the Dirty Blondes podcast with my new bestie, Stephanie Smith, talking about all things cougar life. So I just wanted to give you guys a little peek of our, oh my God, like literally it was like an hour long podcast, but it was so much fun. If you aren't following Stephanie at Dirty Blondes, you should. I don't know what the hell is wrong with you, but go ahead and enjoy this little snippet podcast of my appearance on the Dirty Blondes podcast with Stephanie Smith talking about cougar life. Enjoy. So Desiree is a fellow cougar like myself. (laughs) So as far as your cougar experiences, so you're engaged and you are engaged to someone younger, but prior to that, did you kind of have like an aha moment of like, all right, I'm a cougar, or was that something that you were always kind of entertaining in your dating life or what was kind of the start of your like cougar journey basically? So I never wanted to be a cougar. I was very much hesitant about it because I've always been attracted to older men. Mm-hmm. I mean, like ever since I was very young, I had, you know, that whole hot for teacher very much. Like I want a professor. I want yeah. him to teach me. Like I wanted to be that. And that's what I did for years. Like if any guy was more than three years younger than me, yeah. I refused yeah. to date him. I was like, nope, nope. Uh-uh. We need to be on the same wavelength. I need you to be able to buy me a drink. We need to be able to hold a conversation together. Yes. So I was like, I refuse to do this. And so all of a sudden got married at 30, separated at 31, divorced at 32. Like that's exactly, like if you're going to do it, girls, that's how you do it. Like boom, 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 just knock it out. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) did that, got into the dating pool. So here I am in like my early to mid thirties, kind of looking around and I'm realizing that the other men in my age range are very much like dads with one or two kids. Yep. And I am not really a mom person. Like kids are cool, but I like giving them back. So yeah. <laughs> like I'm the fun aunt who like gives you your first beer and like takes you to your first concert and then ships yep. you back to your parents. So like the men that were my age were very much, you know, I'd love to go out with you. And the next few months you can meet my twins. And I'm like, whoa, you've got fucking kids. Like, all right, this is not necessarily my thing. Yeah. And then reluctantly kind of gotten to, all right, I might entertain dating guys who are a little bit younger than me. And then I hit my mid thirties mm-hmm. right before my forties. And I, I do not know what happened to the male population, but literally 22 to like 27 year old guys. Cause I remember I was like hardcore in the tender and bumble at the time. Yeah. Would not stop hitting me up. And I was like, well, fuck, I guess like, let's entertain this. And so that was just kind of like how I stumbled into it. And the next thing, you know, it was, you know, 27, 28, they're got their first or second apartment, their first like big boy job, you know? Yeah. And, and all of a sudden I thought, well, I mean, I was shunning it for all these years, but I guess like girl embrace it. This is it. This is you now. That's, I feel like that's exactly what happened with me. So Mm -hmm. my ex was 20 years older than me when I first met him, Mm -hmm. when I was, you know, 19, 20 years old. And so I always had liked older guys, even when I was in high school, that was just, you know, kind of always my thing. And then 
once I broke up with my ex, I was, it was just before my 30th birthday. And, you know, then I had gone through my weight loss surgery. So I had taken a break, obviously, to kind of heal from that trauma of him. Cause that was a very long process. And then obviously just getting used to losing weight and being more comfortable with myself and having self-esteem again. So when I got back into the dating world, I kind of ran into the same thing of like these younger guys were starting to hit me up. And it was funny because I definitely, my mindset was originally older guys, but then I think because of the trauma from my ex, I was like, I don't ever want to date older than me again. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, I did the same thing. I was like, you know what? I just need to embrace this because I really fought. Like when I started this podcast, I, I think it was one of the very beginning episodes I had talked about guys calling me a MILF or a cougar, which I think a lot of younger guys interchange them, you know, even though I'm not a mom, I think a lot of people consider me a MILF. Like I've been called that many times. So I just kind of, you know, interchange them both. Embrace them both. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, it was the same thing. I was just like, you know what? I might as well go for this, especially now. Cause I'm like, not looking for necessarily anything serious. Like I'm just kind of like focusing on other things and my schedule's kind of weird. So I'm like, you know what? These young guys, like they're just, they're fun. It's easy. It's, it's yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> it doesn't require a lot of brain power, right? It's pretty much guaranteed a fun, if not decent time. Yeah. And as long as you're not really trying to find something long lasting or extremely intellectual, it is what it is. Right. I think though, I've had this conversation with John, who's one of my best friends who's been yes, on the show before. Yes. yes. <laughs> and a couple other of my friends, because they're just like, they don't get it. They don't get right. the allure that of me dating someone like 10 or 15 years younger. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm just like, you know what? You'd be surprised at some of these guys. You know, I don't think maturity has necessarily anything directly to do with age. There's right. like personal life experiences or how they were raised or what they were exposed to. And exactly. some of the best conversations that I've had are with guys that are 10 or 15 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is surprising because you never know what you're going to get into with people that you're just meeting on an app, but mm-hmm. yeah, the maturity it's, it's funny. And I think a lot of them, I think a lot of the younger guys who really have their shit together, I, I think that they're, they see the girls their age that don't have their shit together. So they find right. it more attractive for the cougars because they're just like, oh, like I could build something with you. So it's like, if they are, cause some have been like, oh yeah, I really do want a relationship. And I'm like, do you, or are you just like do saying you? that as like a line to like get in my pants? Because like, you don't right. have to do the game. Like I always tell them, I'm like, look, like if I'm attracted it is to what you, it is. yeah. Yeah. And a lot of them are like, no, I just like, it can't stand girls my age. Cause they're immature. They don't have any drive. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, they don't want to do anything. They just want to drink and party and which is fun, but it's like, you can only do that so many times, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. The yeah. liver will tell you otherwise. And sometimes Netflix and chill is an actual real thing. Right. Exactly. And that's what yeah. I think some of these guys look for. So it is, it is interesting, but yeah, I used to really drag my feet in the beginning and I was just kind of like, ah, oh, like, I don't know about these younger guys. And I would only do a handful of years younger. And now I'm just like, whatever yes. it's like, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> I remember, I remember distinctly when I, you know, I'm like tender and all those other apps that they have the age range. I remember like lowering it, lowering it, lowering it. And I was like, yeah, I guess we're really doing this. And so, especially where I live, which is a huge tourist area. And it's also known as the spring break capital of the United States. I remember like every spring break season, I was like, all right, Desiree girl, don't don't get too young. Like, let's not get crazy. We're talking, he's just turned 22. Like, 
let's bring it back up to like 26, 27. Like, let's not get crazy, girl. But then, of course, you go out. And that's the other thing about these kids nowadays. I don't know what's in the water. I don't know what's in the fluoride that they're brushing their teeth with. But kids who are 21 that look straight up 30. Oh, my God. I know. I'm, it's crazy. I'm just like, how are you? Like, you're built and just like, oh, yeah, you're probably 29. They're like, oh, yeah, no, I just turned 21. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, I know. Geez. Some of them, I've asked a couple of guys. Ooh. I'm like, is your profile wrong? Like, because they say the same thing about me. Like, they'll be like, oh, you, you're not 34. And I'm like, honey, I spent a lot of money on Botox and shit. Like, thank you He's also. So but like, I do look my so <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I always get that too, because I always tell people that the two biggest things in my, well, the three biggest things, my favorite is one, I'm black. Therefore I will always. Black don't crack. That's a fact. <laughs> black truly does not crack. And I will be touched by an angel for the rest of my life. Absolutely. Um, two, I drink tequila like it is water. And I'm convinced that that is the fountain of youth. And that's why I look my age. Like I don't. Isn't it like age. antioxidant or something? It's supposed to it's, be. It is a probiotic. Oh, probi- oh, oh, uh, anti-inflammatory is what I was thinking. An anti-inflammatory. Yeah. And it's a probiotic. So it's like, girl, like I'm gonna look this good at like 65. My first wrinkle is going to set in at 72. I can't wait to see it one day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the other reason is because at 42 years old, I don't have kids. Right. And people are always shocked for two reasons. When one, I tell them my age and two, they're like, you don't have kids. And I'm like, yeah, that's the reason why I look this good. People say the same thing about me. And I'm like, I'm only 34. There's people that have kids in their twenties and whatever. And people, mm-hmm. I feel like in their forties now, it's kind of become the new normal. People are waiting exactly. you know, later in life. But I think in my case, when the guys have asked me, I think they're really just trying to play into like the MILF kind of fantasy of like, oh, right. do you have kids? And I'm like, no, I don't have no, kids. Don't. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, sorry. I like you can pretend kids. if you want, if that helps or whatever, but I, I don't have children. <laughs> like you are welcome to call me mommy but please know that the only diaper I'm going to be changing is the one after I spank your ass like, yeah. <laughs> I have no kids there there's just it's not it's not happening so the only bottles yeah. that are here are empty bottles of whiskey like I need you to get on board with that <laughs> yeah yeah I think honestly too I think that's why so many of the younger guys interchange milf and cougar because it's like mm-hmm. realistically they mm-hmm. don't want to be dads like in their 20s you God, know what I mean? like no. father me? like whatever but I yeah. think they like the whole like allure of like the whole mommy thing because like, I get that a lot I've, I've had a lot of guys in the last like probably year or so be like oh like do you mind if like I call you mommy so I can't do that so that this is really weird and so I cannot have a guy call me mommy, but I will call a guy daddy in a heartbeat. Even if they're younger? Yeah, I can't, I can't, I cannot. My brain will not let me process it. I don't know what it is. Are you more dominant or submissive? Like if I'm more dominant. Okay. All right. I'm more dominant. But that's funny though. That's because the whole like mommy, like dom kind of thing, like, and you don't, you don't get into it. I can't, I cannot, I can't like just thinking about it makes me want to like break out <laughs> because I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like me possibly facing my own mortality or maybe me like denying never wanting kids and like yeah. the one, like 1.5 million percent of my body. That's like, what if you did have a baby? And I'm like, fuck you, die off. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, but I've had guys ask me that or guys will do it in bed. And I'm just like, absolutely not get from un- get out of the side of me. Yeah. I'm like I need you to never say that again. But then conversely, I love calling a guy daddy. Like, yeah. 
oh my god I will do that all day and ironically enough my fiance does not let me do it to him oh really is it's funny there's definitely I feel like you kind of have the two aspects of it where it's kind of like how girls call guy's daddy. And it's the, you know, term of endearment kind of thing. It fits into the BDSM world, but then you have the guys that are really trying to do the whole kind of mommy fantasy, right? Like when it gets to kind of that point, cause it's like, you can kind of tell depending on how the conversation's going. There's a fine line. Yeah, exactly. There really is. Mm. There really is. So yeah, I think yeah. that's, I think you kind of have the two groups cause I've met both, but I feel like a, a majority of the guys they kind of fall into like the mommy dom side of things because yes. do you, did you find when you were active in the dating world, mm-hmm. did you find that a lot of guys that were younger wanted you to dominate them? Oh God. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's oh, something yeah. that like, I keep seeing, I feel like more and more guys are being for, straightforward with it. Like mm-hmm. they're asking me, cause like I'm more submissive typically in bed. Not mm-hmm. that with younger guys, it's like, you know, obviously depending on their experience or their comfort level, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to take control of a situation or just tell them what's going on, right. which is fine. But in general though, I'm, I fall more on the sub side, but mm-hmm. it's funny because I have guys that reach out to me that are specifically looking like, they're like, no, I want like to wear leather. Like, I want you to tell me what to do. I want to mm-hmm. jerk off in front of you. And you tell yeah. me when, like yeah. they're fully looking for that aspect of things. And yeah. I feel like, you know, and not to say that guys have never looked for that, but I feel like people are just more open, you know, as mm-hmm. the years go on and, you know sex is just more talked about and normalized and everything. So I didn't know if you had run into kind of the same, same thing. I did. And I think what's happened just because like you said, with sex being more normalized, I think now with these, these young whippersnappers, um, I think that's what's happening now is it becomes more normalized and they see in their everyday life that being able to say, okay, I really want somebody who's going to be more dominant. I want to be able to explore all these parts of my own sexuality and things I'm curious about. I want to be open to. I think that's what's happening with like the younger kids. And that's the yeah. reason why they're more open to it. And then of course there's people like us and you know, I'm actually, I'm almost what, 10 years older than you. So I'm I older. So. Yeah. yeah. And so there's people like us who are, you know, in our thirties and our forties where we're just like, well, honey, and especially someone like me, if you want to learn, I will happily teach you. Yeah. And so that was one of the things I truly loved when I was dating younger were guys that were kind of, you know, I'd like to try this, but you know, I've never, I've never said anything to anybody. And, you know, I just don't want to say it's weird. I'm like, honey, that's not weird. Like, boo, let's try it. Right. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's go ahead and try this. And like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes, honey. Cause I've seen some things and I've done some things and what you're asking for, that's not a kink shame. Like, let's go ahead and try this. Yeah. I love that aspect of it because I've um, run into that with a lot with guys with pegging, like them wanting yes. to be pegged. So not necessarily yes. just with the strap on. I think the strap on is like, that's really like aggressive to go right into it mm-hmm. if they've never done any ass play experience. So mm-hmm. I typically, I, I always have fake nails. So I yes. always use butt plugs <laughs> when mm-hmm. I'm with them, if they like want to explore that. So mm-hmm. that's definitely something that I've noticed that guys are definitely more, again, they're getting more open with it, but that's something mm-hmm. that some guys are like, oh my gosh, like, is this Shy okay to talk about? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, like, let's yeah, fucking it do it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> like, it's okay go. to talk about it. Cause then if you're comfortable with it, then there's going to be some shit I'm going to have you do to me and I'm going to need you to be on board. Right. 
Right. <laughs> now I don't mind the whole teaching the younger guys what to do, or especially with myself, I'm very vocal as far as like what's mm-hmm. working, what's not working. There's times where I'm like, look, I know I'm not going to come. So do what you got to do. Like, don't like it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it just, it's not in the cards for me that night. <laughs> exactly. So I just, exactly. am always like very open with what's happening. I think one of my biggest pet peeves is when I'm talking to guys on dating apps, mm-hmm. when they just flat out, like when they don't, I don't like games, obviously. Like I like people when they're direct, but you have to have a little couth, you know, when you're like talking to someone and that's what's missing sometimes. Like I've had so many guys in the, like probably the last six months that are like, well, what are you going to teach me? Well, like, I don't, I don't, first of all, first of all, I don't have to teach you anything. I don't owe you anything just because I'm on this app. And I, especially because when they hear about the podcast, obviously exactly oh my god yes like it's just expected so it's like I feel like when the level of sincerity is like kind of gone and it's just like well what are you teaching me what are you gonna like I don't like that but Mm -hmm. I love being able to teach guys when it's with the right guy because it's so much fun to like expose them to things that they're like oh my god like I didn't know that was a thing or oh absolutely yeah And that's the other thing is it's just like you said, it's the way you approach it. Cause there's a, there's a way for guys to sit there and be like, I want you to teach me something versus like, all right, mommy, what are you going to teach me? Like, I'm, this isn't a school teacher, you know, bad student fantasy, but if there's something you're genuinely curious about, that's the thing that I really enjoyed. And that was the thing that I was very happy to be like, okay, ask play, for example. All right. So you have some questions you want to learn about it. All right. Um, You've only ever done oral in one or two directions. Like, honey, there's a whole other part of the body that you can go down there and just really knock out of the ballpark. So being able to be in those positions where you really have a partner who's open to being engaged in learning different things is really exciting versus the guy who just kind of wants to fetishize in a bad way, the whole mommy teacher aspect. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like honestly too, I think age and all of that aside, I think on dating apps, I think everything nowadays is very transactional. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people Mm -hmm. who either they will lie and play the game too well and lead people on when they're really just looking for sex, which Mm -hmm. I don't agree with that. Like you can still connect with someone and have a human conversation and a normal civil conversation and still just get sex out of it. Don't have to lie and say, Oh, I want to like, marry you one day and all these fucking games that these guys play. But then you have the guys too, that are on the flip side of that and the opposite Mm -hmm. side of the spectrum. And they're like, Oh no, well, I just want sex. And I'm like, okay, well, like, I don't owe you anything just because I'm on this app and I talk about sex all the time, every week on my podcast doesn't mean that I'm going to fuck you. Like also who the hell are you to assume that I owe you anything in the first place, just because we matched. And now this is how this is going to be now where okay, we've matched. And now the next course is us having, like, we're not going to get in the bed and you are definitely not doing anything to make me want to sleep with you. Right. And it's like, even too, like if I've had a conversation with the guys, even for like a couple days, and again, this isn't age specific, you know, this Mm -hmm. isn't necessarily Mm -hmm. that they're all younger. Like some of them are even older, which is probably worse because it's like, I always say at least the younger guys are a little bit more like they're more trainable. It's like a puppy, you know, at Mm -hmm. least you can, kind of educate them. Cause I've called out guys and explained things to them. And they're like, like this one guy, for example, I was giving him a blowjob once mm-hmm. and he kept pushing my head down. And I was like, 
do don't not do that. Touch my head. Don't, don't, I said, do, I said, I'm 34. I know how to give a fucking blowjob. I said, don't, don't do that. Don't touch my don't head. Do Girls don't like that. Like just, I said, I don't know who taught you that, but they were wrong. <laughs> I, said, just, I can tell you who taught him that he watched porn for most of his life and was like, that's what girls like. And it's like, no, that no. woman's an actress. And that is yeah. a fantasy. Yeah. And girls don't really like that shit. So well, it, that during the conversation after the fact, I had told him, I said, do not ever rely on porn. Cause if something no. else had happened, I forget what it was. And I was like, please stop watching porn for that. Like I said, don't okay. use that as their, like the cue for like what you should be doing in bed. Cause I said, that's, it's not, it's not accurate. <laughs> like, porn, it, porn is not cliff notes guys. It's right. not the cliff notes to the vagina. I'm, I'm so sorry to go ahead and have to tell it to you. Yeah. I mean, well, John and I have talked about it even with anal sex, like anal sex is even the worst because it's like, they're wearing butt plugs oh, all day God. before they actually do the scene. And, mm-hmm. you know, so they make it look really easy when it realistically, that's just like never the case. It's not, it that is simple. not that easy. No. Yeah. yeah. Girl, there is a level of prep. Yeah. Prep is real. Yeah. I know. I tell guys all the time. Cause like there's guys too, especially younger ones, because most younger girls, you know, they hear their the one friend that they had that had a bad experience with anal and they're and like, do you do yeah. And then they tell all their friends and then none of the girls want to do it. So yeah. the guys will ask me and I'm like, look, I don't do anal like the first time I meet guys, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like I was like, yeah. especially cause it's like, first of all, when I meet you, it doesn't mean that I'm going to f- fuck you or let you fuck me the first time exactly, exactly. and they're like well what do you mean and I'm like just because I'm meeting you like or inviting you over or going out with you doesn't mean like that's a done deal like and look I'm not gonna sit here and most of the time I do <laughs> <laughs> like, like let's be even real even though I just said that but interact like in actuality like you guys know I do right like I'm just like <laughs> look like let's be real here like because I like I have like I have I feel like I, it's my duty as an older woman to like teach some of these guys I'm like, you can't just assume that like, you're going to be able to fuck a girl whenever you want. So I just tried to tell them, I'm like, look, just because like, I can fuck you doesn't mean I will, will. and especially on the first time, you know? Mm -hmm. So if they do bring up anal, I typically am like, all right, like we got to kind of plan this out a little bit better. This isn't like a Mm -hmm. spur of the moment thing. And then additionally, I'm like, I, what is your experience? You know what I mean? Cause it's like, I like, I'm like, I don't know if I trust you based on the way this conversation's going. Right. And more importantly, why is anal the first thing that you want to encounter before we ever, like, we're about to have sex for the first time. Like, why is that the starter? And if that's the starter, where the hell is this going? I know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) We're starting with anal. Where are we going to end up with (laughs) Right. I know. Yeah. It's definitely, it's crazy. Some of the conversations that I've had over the years. How did this happen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How did I get here? (laughs) Yeah. For me, anal has always been with a relationship. Like I've only ever had anal with a guy I've been in a relationship with. Cause I personally, like, first of all, her name is Ethel and you have to be nice to her. Like she, she's an old lady. And with an old lady name like that, you can't just like roll up yeah. And just be like, hi, as, it's nice to meet you. I'm like, no, for a lady named Ethel, you're going to have to wine and dine her. You're going to have to have good manners. You're going to have to take her out to dinner. You're going to have to get to know, you know, yeah. the people in her neighborhood, AKA my twat. So like, that's the reason why with a name like Ethel, it's like, no, you can't just go back there and meet Miss Ethel and just think it's going to happen. Yeah. That's going to take some time. Hence why for me, anal has only ever been with guys I've been in relationships with. 
Yeah. Typically I don't, it, for me, it's not necessarily guys I'm in a relationship with. I don't do it the first time, but it's, if, yeah. if it's yeah. a guy that I'm like kind of consistently just like a fuck buddy that I'm comfortable with, then exactly. I will. So that's, yes. I mean, that's as close to as a relationship I'll get nowadays. So. <laughs> because then there's like consistency. It's not like some right. guy that it's like date two or three. Yeah. Right. Right. It's exactly. A special treat. It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's a little special something. So tell me a little bit, cause I know I texted you and I was like, so how's it going with the young kids right now? Cause I feel like my vagina and I are living vicariously through you at the moment. <laughs> so what's it been like lately? Like how are the young kids now? Honestly? Well, lately I haven't really had anything like crazy happen. Um, it's my, you know what? I honestly, I go through these like waves of being on the dating apps because you know how it is. It's like, you can swipe and swipe and swipe and swipe. And it's like exhausting. And it's like, how many times can you have the same conversation? What do you do for work? How's your day going? Like, what are you looking for? I'm like, if I have to answer those fucking five questions one more time, I'm going to jump yeah. off my balcony. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And I get it. It's like, you have to have icebreaker questions, but it's like, it's sometimes it's so robotic. And it's like, when I'm yeah. having the same conversation multiple over times and over and over again. Yeah. There's just some people, their personalities really do come out and they come up with great counter questions or whatever, but it's like, for the most part, it's still the same shit. So I've kind of been not swiping as much as I normally do. Mm -hmm. Um, the last, I think like two or three dates that I had planned, the guys completely bailed. And I'm just like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, you know, necessary, if it's an immaturity thing, if it's an age thing for like, oh, to be like, oh, I, you know, I got this cougar to agree to go on a date with me or whatever the case is. And I bailed out on her. Right. And it's like, for me, I like pre-therapy when I was like first getting into the dating world and I was a disaster with men, I definitely took situations like that really, really hard because I just always put it back on myself of like, what did I do wrong? What did I say? Mm why don't they want to go on a date with me and whatever. Now I'm just like, whatever. Great. I can mm-hmm. take my makeup off and go smoke a blunt and go lay in bed now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> honey. Yeah. So eat some brownies and just tune out. Exactly. So the last, like, I think two or three guys that had planned dates and they were the ones who planned it. Like I wasn't sitting there saying I expect a date, you know, oh. like I never say that. Like I just kind of go with the, the flow of the conversation. So some guys I'm just like, Hey, come over let's just watch a movie or whatever. Yeah. Or if some guys like, if they're, if they suggest it, I'm like, yeah, I'll go out for drinks. But mm-hmm. yeah, these last couple guys, they were just, they had set up the plans and the date and never heard from them. And I was just like, you know what, whatever. Wow. Like, yes. <laughs> I'm just like, at that point, like, I don't really get the games of that. And that, again, it doesn't really necessarily have to do anything with age. I've had guys older than me do that in the past. So, um, Mm -hmm. it's just Mm -hmm. kind of annoying. I it's funny because I've been talking to this one guy for like two months. He's Mm -hmm. kind of fallen off my radar. I think he's kind of like in the process Mm -hmm. of ghosting me. So that was kind of a bummer. Cause like, we never even got to hook up, which I was just like, I know I was like, man, I know like two months uh, of talking and I was like, I at least wanted to like fucking make out with you. Like what the yeah, hell? <laughs> yeah. It's like we invested all this time and like, I got all excited to like want to do things to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like really looking forward to it. And I was like, and I'm fine with going at a slower pace. Like it's yeah, totally fine. Yeah. But I was just like, what the hell? So and then I had sent some thirst trap to another guy that, um, I had been hooking up with. He completely just ignored the thirst trap. And I was like, well, you're out now. Like, oh yeah, I'm sorry. I've already given you an opportunity. Fuck that. Yeah. Like if you're not going to respond to a thirst trap, like, I'm sorry, like you, you don't have access to me anymore. Like, you know, that's, that's not going to be happening. 
side note on thirst traps, can I just say you're so good at them? <laughs> like so after so after you and I talked and I was like, you know, admittedly stalking your page. Yeah. <laughs> I, told, I told my fiance, I was like, babe, I think I'm gonna start posting thirst traps. And he was like, first of all, why? And I was like, I need you to look at Stephanie's page and I need you to look at her stories. And then I need you to then come to me and then understand as to why I need to start posting thirst traps. Yeah. Because she is so good at them. You look so fucking hot. But at the same time, it's like, she's very hot and respectable, but I want to do nasty things to her twat. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to be her. I want to be her. You're so good at thirst traps. I was like, you know what, 2022, I know I'm engaged and I'm going to be getting married next year, but I'm, this is going to be the year of thirst traps. Like, oh my God. You know what you should do yeah. as like, a, um, you know how like, I mean, some people do it. I don't know if it's like necessarily traditional, but how brides and grooms exchange gifts. You should do like a boudoir photo shoot for your hubs. That'll be I, I totally had that thought. And I was like, and funny enough, I actually went to a bridal fair and won a boudoir shoot. So oh, I wow. actually have to, I've got to go to Atlanta and do that photo shoot. But I'm going to be honest, that's going to be more for me than it is for him. Like, right. Well, see, and that's like, the thing. It's that, I, Those photos are for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, too, it's like, look, I post thirst traps and I definitely love the attention that I get from guys. Oh, God. I do, yeah, I do that, that. That is the main intent. However, mm -hmm. because I've always struggled with my body image and, mm -hmm. you know, the fact that I was 400 pounds at one point and mm -hmm. it's just, it's one of those things, women, just in general, I don't care what size you are, what your past is. It's like, we all yep. struggle with body image issues at some point or another. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like the days that I'm feeling good about myself and I'm like, all right, like, let me do this. It's more like a reminder for myself, but it's like, yes. I just get a lot of re positive reinforcement from the guys that I'm trying to fuck and all my girlfriends who hype me up. So it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. I feel like the younger guys are actually more okay with it than the older guys, because 100%. I've had a lot of older guys that are just like, I don't trust you. Yes. Why are you putting yourself out yes. there? And yep. they're really showing their insecurities where the younger guys, like, I feel like they're kind of almost like, Oh, like, look at this girl that I'm about to fuck. Like, exactly. or this woman, whatever. so I feel like the tone is very, and, and again, mm -hmm. there are some younger guys that have called me on. They're like, I don't think that's okay. Like that's disgusting that you're putting yourself right. out there like that. You're not a porn star. You're not, you know, whatever. And I'm just like, if you don't like it, like, then you don't like it, you know, but it's like, it's out there. So like, this is me, I'm doing this with or without you. And I'm still going to do this if I'm in a relationship or not. Exactly. It's a reminder for myself to like, feel fucking good. Like <laughs> it's a great confidence booster. It's an it is. confidence booster. And you're 100% right. I feel like the younger guys can sit there with a different kind of appreciation mm -hmm. and be like, hell yeah. Like this is a girl, like I've been hitting this for a couple of months now we're yeah. going out, blah, blah, blah you get to a certain age point and then the older guys will sit there and start criticizing you and then make you feel embarrassed and then make you feel like you shouldn't do it. And, and then criticize your body. And it's like, I'm so sorry. You have to understand that most of these photos are for me. Right. They're not for you. Like right. you are a nice little bonus, but this is actually boosting my ego because it's like you said, a lot of us women have this wounded little girl inside of us who's still telling us all of this negative shit, even at our age where 30, 40, 50, we're still doing this. Yeah. So if I'm posting a photo where I know I look hot as fuck, I'm doing that more so for me than anything else. And it's like right. you said, bonus that the young boys are loving it. And then yep. of course your girlfriends are like, yes. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a comment and follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and TikTok at IMD Simone. And check out the blog at Desiree-Simone.com.
Until next time, cheers from your boozy bestie.